Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm your host, Jarrett Weisselman, and we have an amazing episode to talk about. I really enjoyed the challenge this week. Turning the crew members into drag queens was fascinating. It afforded us with some really interesting insights into the men who help make RuPaul's Drag Race possible. And of course, we have to talk about the departure of Valentina. But before we get to all of those things, please... Everyone, help me welcome back with the heartiest of applause, my co-host, Eleanor Kagan. Eleanor, I missed you so much. Hello. I missed you too, Jarrett. My goodness. I'm back. I'm tucked. I'm ready for the (laughs) holiday. I am ready for your locked and loaded commentary on this outing, Eleanor. Did you have a a nice time on your Care Bear adventures? I did. I did. I feel very relaxed, very sunshiny. And um, I have to say, I'm so happy that I am back for this episode in particular because this might be my favorite episode of all season, and I cannot wait to dig in with you all. All right. Well, luckily, we have two amazing guests to help us dig into that. Coming back for his 19th time at bat, whom apparently I make sports metaphors, Hayes. Hello, Hayes. Hi, I'm ready for another touchdown, guys. Yay, put it in the goal. I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> the ball goes in the hole, Jared. Okay, That's perfect, perfect, works. perfect. Tremendous. And joining us for the first time, my colleague, Michael Blackman. Hi, Michael. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm doing really great. So excited to pop my drag race, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Michael, I want to ask you, you know, you are not only a huge drag race fan, but also, like me, a huge America's Next Top Model fan. Yes. And you recently wrote an amazing story where you interviewed the iconic we're all rooting for you, Tiffany from America's Next Top Model. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when Drag Race launched, there was a lot of conversation about how it was very much in the vein of America's Next Top Model in its its composition, in the way Rue sort of approached the hosting responsibilities. And so I'm curious, you know, as a America's Next Top Model historian, what do you think Drag Race owes to that show in terms of its reality content? The thing that I appreciate about Drag Race and America's Next Top Model is that they both both basically change um, like how people view beauty um, mm. because I definitely I think about beauty in such like a varied way now because of both shows like mm. they've introduced me um, basically I, I don't even think of anyone as like ugly anymore like that's yeah. how much I, like I'm I appreciate these shows I nice. love that answer and that's such, that's a, such a theme answer. in this week's episode as well is it our really perceptions was. of beauty and masculinity and mm-hmm. presentation. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like such a theme this week. It's true. And I have to say, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I found myself just repeatedly touched by these crew members. Wait, that's a bad way to say that. I found myself <laughs> emotionally just swooning over these guys who were really just had such, like Michael was just saying, like such beautiful outlooks on this mm-hmm. entire experience. Mm-hmm. It really was heartwarming. Like my alternate title for this episode in my head was Not All Straights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, good it was, job, guys. Well, but I would also imagine, and again, getting ahead of ourselves, you can't work on this show mm. in any capacity, I feel, and not be open to the gorgeous humans who are coming through and, you know, sharing their lives with the world. 
Indeed. So let's jump right in. At the top of the show, the girls are back in the workroom and discussing the exit of Valentina. Now, I just would like to say, I have a slight mea culpa. Um, (laughs) I, I watched last week's episode right before we recorded the podcast. Mm -hmm. And my emotions were high because I was so incensed by what had happened that I, yeah, it was shocking. A hundred percent. I feel like I maybe was a little too hard on Valentina last week and focused on my frustrations and didn't really give a moment to celebrate all she had actually brought to this competition all season long in terms of her glamour and her comedy. And so just putting it out there, I I went a little too far, but that's because Drag Race makes me emotional because I love it so much (laughs) and we are connected to these girls. I mean, how did, Eleanor, we didn't get to talk about this last week and actually I talked with none of you about this last week. How do you feel now a week removed from Valentina's lip sync? Mm. You know, I'm sad, but I mean, honestly, it was your conversation with Valentina, which is on the podcast feed now if you go back and take a listen to our last Sashay Away bonus episode where Jarrett interviews the eliminated queens. But Jarrett, you spoke with Valentina and like she spoke so clearly and forcefully about this state of mind that she was in where she like she was describing it as if she was almost in a trance and Mm -hmm. like blacked out and just had this experience where you're on autopilot. It made me feel for her. A hundred percent. It totally speaks to what the pressure must be like to be on a mm-hmm. show like this and be in the moment and be completely overwhelmed. And I'm sad that she has gone home, but there is such a fan base for her. Mm-hmm. And she's Huge. so talented and so at the dawn of her career that I do not think this is the last time we'll see her on this show. I don't at, at, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I totally I agree. Uh, I, a week removed and I'm still like very upset about Valentina and I understand like everyone should know the lyrics to Greedy because <laughs> who was not listening to Dangerous Woman like all last year um, but I just feel like her body of work was so strong that that should have saved her from even being in the bottom two and I feel like because she was paired with Nina mm-hmm. that was basically her downfall um, yeah I'm just really upset about that yeah I feel I, I actually kind of agree with Nina's comments in the opening of this episode where if Valentina had been paired with basically anyone else, someone else would have helped her figure out what a script is. (laughs) And I think she could have pulled through. Like her look on the runway wasn't club kid. It wasn't the best. But uh, and also in her defense, my girlfriend has blasted Dangerous Woman like literally on repeat for like the entire she blasted on repeat for the entire week when it came out. And I still don't know the opening words to Greedy because I know, I know. Na, 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 na. I got the rhythm down, Pat, but I cannot get the words to the opening. I mean, the the opening words are literally greedy, but like, just like really, <laughs> yeah. And his, your case. life has greedy. Your life isn't depending on it, but maybe it is now. Maybe it That's is right. now. But you know what? You bring up an interesting point, Hayes, because the top of the episode was once again Uh. dedicated to the Eeyore cloud that Nina has been carrying over this entire season. You know, Nina saying the negative one is still here. Mm -hmm. And I actually really appreciated Sasha and Peppermint being like, we are done with this conversation Mm -hmm. and walking away. Yes, everybody is clearly sick to death of Nina. They continue to bolster her for winning the lip sync, but they are clearly all over it. I think we as the viewers are over it, Mm -hmm. and that's, I don't know. Like, there was so much 
wonderful stuff in this episode that all of the scenes with Nina were excruciating and felt like they were taking away from all of the other Mm -hmm. joy. Yeah. I feel like Nina has started, like, this whole story has started to become boring, like, is no longer entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like every week I'm just, like, watching, like, just this sad sad show and drag race is supposed to be like this uplifting type of show Mm -hmm. like in my opinion so yeah and i feel like everyone has been at a point where you like just feel like super defeated and stuff like that so i'm not trying to make light of the issue but it's almost just like she shouldn't be on the show and she needs to be like getting help Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's all so self-fulfilling like from the beginning she's like everyone is against me and then she turned everyone against her well they were all for her until they got sick of her shit also, it's interesting that she asks Shay for help, but Shay was appear- supposedly the one who mm-hmm, was like talking mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. behind her back. We all like Nina and care about her and want her to get the help mm-hmm. she needs, but you know, it, it's her time to exit this TV show. Yep. Yes. Minor conspiracy theory, really quickly though. <laughs> Top of the show, Nina Bonina. That eye roll when they mention uh, when they're all trying to cheer her up they cut to her talking head she gives that huge eye roll I think that they asked her a different question that was not reacting to that exact moment Ooh, uh, I think you're probably right about that they just I'm found sure. an amazing right. eye roll about something like you know what Right. boom this captures the moment perfectly and honestly your mention of conspiracy theories and producer machinations <laughs> I think it like leads really well into One of the reasons that this week's challenge, which is the crew makeover, was so wonderful. And one of the reasons I loved it was because it really doubles down on identifying the artifice of the show by acknowledging (laughs) that it is a show with a large production team. You know, we turn the camera to the crew in the room and it's like, oh, yeah, of course there's like 30 more people in there. (laughs) Listen, guys. Something happened to me this week when I was watching the episode. Oh. Uh-huh. And that and that something was a man named Rizzo. Oh. <laughs> Let oh. me just tell you I... when that man appeared on my television screen, <laughs> it was the gayest of gasps, I feel. I've it I just I was not prepared to be so attracted to I, someone. My loins were shook. <laughs> My word, Michael. I I was so sure everyone was about to just like bare knuckles fight for the right (laughs) to put that man into makeup. But I will say this. Rizzo, gorgeous man. Mm -hmm. Not a very attractive looking woman, if we're being (laughs) honest. But that's okay. But that, okay. that's okay. Yes. So Rizzo was one of uh, the set PA and he was one of the six crew members who was tasked to get a full makeover from one of the queens. And I just I don't know about you guys, but I instantly loved so many of these oh crew members. Uh, Their energy. Sarge. The, the Sarge. Guys, yes. I, love I mean, Sarge. the assistant director, like they Duncan. just had such gorgeous energy coming into this. It made me excited for the competition. You knew that this was going to be good because when Rue was going through who the crew members were that were chosen to, 
to get made over. Yep. The queens were screaming. They were screaming so at every choice. And it's clear that they have these relationships with the crew members mm-hmm. that we don't even know about. Right. That right. we have not been privy to, but they are living and working with these people in a really intensive way. So, of course, they have these dear relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly, these were all volunteers, too. Yeah. And I was excited from the get-go because they all get it. They watch the process every mm-hmm. single day. So, it's not like the other makeover challenges where someone new is coming in like, what's a drag race? I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. Vomit because I'm in a dress now, which is the saddest makeover episode ever. <laughs> um, and also, by the way, thank you, Jared, for pointing out, reminding me what Rizzo's actual role is on the show because I missed it at first on both my rewatches, uh, on both my uh, watches, and I just had down Rizzo pretty boy <laughs> well listen you got to know all the details available if you're going to stalk someone with an inch of their life so <laughs> i'm just what i'm helping myself <laughs> i'm helping myself here listen if you need to find someone's instagram if you need to find their social media you need the details that are given to you these are all clues to future happiness <laughs> but you know I, but what you're talking about what you know they're the way drag race changes the contestants is something that we've seen so well documented on the show. The way Drag Race changes the viewers is something we've seen so well documented in our own interactions with other fans. The way Drag Race changes the men and women who actually work on the show was such a revelation to me. To Mm -hmm. hear so many of them talk about coming in and not really understanding what drag was and developing an appreciation and a respect for the artistry and the professionalism Mm -hmm. and the high level of commitment. I was like, I had never actually thought about the way everyone else, you know, ingests this show and metabolizes it. And I loved hearing all of those guys talk about the way their respect for the show and the culture of drag has just been so elevated by being exposed to it. It was really telling when the um, the Brady, the audio guy, yeah, said, sweet, sweet oh, Brady, sweet Brady, who was so into it. Like he was saying, oh, I, <laughs> I, I thought that drag was a man in a dress, um, but now I understand the art, and I think that really speaks to like the invisible labor that goes into performing or that yes. goes into any art form. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that feed into the illusion that we don't see. I mean, listen. I feel like I know what she was trying to do, mm-hmm. but Trinity making Rizzo tough <laughs> just it felt. Oh my god! Do you feel when like she's just trying to get a peek? I mean, I'm, I mean, listen, okay. no shame in that game, Trinity. I'm, I get it. I get it. But I thought it was hilarious that, you know, there's always that moment when the cameras turn on you. And so Rizzo's trying to talk and Trinity's helping. And then the camera guy's like, well, I got to get a shot of this. And he's like, get that camera out of here. Like, I loved that reversal. Do you think that this is a sidebar, but... um You've all obviously seen that SNL sketch from a couple of weeks back where it's like all the straight male car mechanics right. um, obsessing over drag race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode just like felt like in the same car as yes, that totally. sketch where it's like straight people, especially particularly straight men, are are falling in love with drag race. And I wonder if... Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Hayes. Well, I mean, we have one in our midst, you know. Let's... We have one. I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> um, hearing Rizzo actually in particular talk about it was really interesting you know he was saying like I've realized that beauty and strength are synonymous mm-hmm. and I, I wonder if part of it is 
getting into drag gave them permission to shed their need to perform like mm. masculinity mm. in a way. I mean, Hayes, I'm curious, have you ever found yourself in a situation where like you're talking about drag race with a bunch of other straight men? No, but that's because I don't really hang out with straight men. I found. <laughs> like that's just not my bag as it turns out. Uh, yeah. But I would because it's a great show. Um, quick table poll. Trinity and Rizzo, did they bang later? Why in? Because I felt like that entire speech that Rizzo was giving about like gender norms and everything yeah. like that. I saw some serious boning eyes happening. I felt like he wanted to say more, but he was like mm-hmm. being a little reluctant. Mm-hmm. Like I was glad of, of what he did say, but I wish that they would have like leaned into it a bit more and like. Mm-hmm. Well, but I know what you mean, Michael. <laughs> but I feel like you know, it, my assumption because of the world you know, 20-somethings have grown up in where drag race exists and gay men and women and uh, every every single person feels more open than they ever have before and more mm-hmm. comfortable existing in this world than they ever have before. And you have glee and you just have really prominent, you know, examples of non-straight lifestyles that I think the young 20-year-olds and younger generation have a completely different mm-hmm. relationship with sexuality and masculinity and i thought you know rizzo was such a great example of that yeah i feel like whereas like our generation well maybe not our generation but like (laughs) my generation and i guess like your generation too jared and everyone else here um like we just had a hard time like coming out and stuff like that but i feel like with this new generation of people like um the tumblr kids like they just (laughs) they are just like so proud of themselves and like they are basically like unapologetically with themselves yeah which i love yeah i mean i i wonder in in seeing how men like sarge and duncan uh took so strongly to uh not only being put in drag but being taught how to walk Mm -hmm. being taught how to throw shade fluidly entering the world of Mm -hmm. drag it, it seemed like they were accepting bursting forth into this place where they can be more nuanced with their gender presentation and the way that they think about existing in the world. And mm-hmm. it, seeing their joy in receiving the permission to explore this was really beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, we've all, well, I have, you know, taken straight friends to gay bars. And, you know, there always comes a point when they finally allow themselves to feel comfortable in this world. And then they honestly consist have the best time. And I think <laughs> there's just an element of you know, gay culture that is all about being yourself and all about just loving exactly who you are. And I just can't envision anyone who doesn't want that for themselves and doesn't find that appealing and sort of liberating in so many ways. It's almost just like, I feel like we all have like fears of certain things, but it's like you have like that tiny bit of interest. And I feel like when people who are like, like straight people, I guess, um, when they are curious or like scared of stuff like that, um, there's just a little bit, there's a little part of them that's like very intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like about breaking down that wall, which is like what we've seen on the show with like these guys. Yeah. I feel like it could have been a way different episode if they had leaned heavily on drag stereotypes in a negative way. But Mm -hmm. it was all very like embracing of everything that the show had taught them so far. It was, they didn't make weird, like, semi-transphobic jokes. They didn't uh, pull weird 
faces when they were presented with like, okay, now we do your lips. No, I don't want to. None of that. They're just like, no, let's do this. Game on. They did it right. Yeah. And there were like no like hokey sound effects and stuff like that where it's like, like if a guy is putting on lipstick and you like see him make a weird face. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Right. Like like Rizzo very quickly accepted that Trini, Trinity would not let him onto the runway without a tuck and was uh. like, all right, let me try this. I literally screamed when she get that first duct tape. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're terrified. <laughs> just man. no mercy in uh, Trinity's the, face. The sound, the sound of the tape. I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so another interesting thing that came up with having the crew members there is that they deeply understand the inner workings of this show and it was really interesting to see uh see them talk through strategy with the mm-hmm. with the recent queens i think particularly duncan who's the associate director uh telling sasha like what is the right mindset to be in uh in this competition right and it Absolutely. worked sasha was on fire Ugh. in the workroom she was handing out reads left and right she was joking <laughs> she was just enjoying herself more than we've seen her and yeah. i it it followed through onto the runway, and I hope we continue to see more of this Sasha until we get to the end. I agree. I agree. I I, I agree. I love seeing like Sasha become like more of what I assume is herself, um, because she has become like sort of a meme online where people <laughs> are like, whenever like she speaks, it's just like, don't say that. That's a bad thing to say. Like kind of like a. Not like a Debbie Downer, but just like someone who's like so serious to the point you can't really joke around them at all. Um, so it was nice to see her like be a bit more um, fun with everything. Yeah, and drag and, Pearl's walk. Oh my gosh! But you bring up you bring up such a good point, Eleanor, because I thought that was so true with. Uh, Duncan and with Sasha, but also with Nina and Aaron. I yes. thought that was a very interesting illuminative moment because the other thing, you know, that we haven't talked about yet is these guys not only are aware of how the competition works, but they're watching these contestants week in and week mm-hmm. out. And so I'm sure they're also like, Nina, stop sabotaging yourself. And I felt like Aaron found a really elegant way of conveying that to her. Yeah, like Aaron was just like, I just hope we can execute this right, man. Because I feel like he just knows that like Nina is like that person who can like, she has all the talent in the world, but will just drop the ball at the last minute. And you're just like, and for lack of a better phrase, it's just like, we were all rooting for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. And Uh, I mean, it was it was even a beautiful share on Aaron's part, you know, to talk about his addiction to painkillers and sort of how that plays into the larger way that we sabotage ourselves. It's just, you can't not, I guess you can't not be a part of the show and not see the myriad of ways it can sort of connect to the way you approach the world. That was very well put. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kudos, Jared, for an illuminating moment. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Thank you for this library's next best therapy race. (laughs) (laughs) It was Um, interesting, by the way, to hear Sasha... Like, explicitly say this show is not group therapy. Right? Right. Yeah. Because, but it is. I don't know. It so is this season. It so is. Before we get to the runway, let's just take one quick break. All right, guys. Let's turn our attention to this runway. You know, historically, 
a challenge where the queens have to get a second person ready in a coordinated ensemble for the runway is very hit or miss. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can go real bad real fast. But I have to say... For the most part, I thought they all did a really good job this week. Yeah, four out of six did, I thought, really, they knocked it out of the park. Well, not quite knocked it out of the park, but they definitely did way better than, say, last year's uh, Wizard of Oz-themed makeover Mm -hmm. challenge. I see. So you're saying, I'm assuming you mean Nina as one of the ones who didn't do well. Who do you think, who are you saying is the other one who didn't do well? Shay. My, see, I completely agreed with Michelle Visage in that I would much rather have someone who is kind of boring, but on point put together than someone who's sloppy with honestly an okay outfit. I did. If Shay had worn that just down the runway by herself, that look, I would have come away like, all right. Wasn't yeah. bad. Michael has a look I mean, on this, his face like he disagrees I, like, I just, so hard. With Michael you. looks like I just stabbed his puppy. <laughs> I disagree so much, and it just goes back to like I just feel like Shay has been like such a solid competitor, mm-hmm. um, and has exemplified that week to week. Mm-hmm. So for her to end up in the bottom, and I feel like also her look was so on point. Everything from the hair to the dress. I feel like obviously the hair got in like the way of like her partner, which mm-hmm. I don't think is like a big deal in my opinion <laughs> i thought that shay was phenomenal i really did i just i the, something about the wig the wig i didn't like the wig on her for some reason it just didn't look i mean right it, it looked like like one of those wigs that like the founding fathers used to wear <laughs> like, fashion yeah. and God. stuff like that so powdered um, wig yeah um well i I almost wonder if what we're talking about with Shay, who has been so good for so long, is actually the thing that worked against her this week. It when really you're is so used to seeing someone so perfect mm-hmm. and so polished, and then you see just a lack of that, it must feel so much more glaring because you're used to such a high standard. It is. It's like Alaska in uh, season two of All Stars for me went during her epic face crack episode. Yes. When yes, she yes, didn't yes. look bad during, again, a makeover challenge. She didn't look bad but the bar should have been higher and i felt yeah. like shay did not reach the bar that she normally sets for herself i feel like we're expecting so much out of shay but like alexis michelle was just like not i mean great yeah, it was <laughs> i will completely agree there's no way she was my favorite there's no way she should have come close to winning i honestly was like this again from you the space theme that you got yelled at yep. for once before for being basic yep. but uh, it was Completely well put together. Her partner looked great. They were at the same level is what it really yeah, came down to, Yeah, that low level. Yeah. I, will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Alexis and Peppermint lack a strong sense of style mm. and chicness mm-hmm. that uh, Shay and Sasha have really brought to the competition. And now... And even Trinity. And, for and, yes. and Trinity. Yes. And now that we are into the top five... That is going to matter a lot more than it has yes. up until this point. Agree. I agree. It's like, I don't remember who said it, but, you know, with Nina attempting to sew something for the first time in the top six, it's it like, Shay. this, is, and she this was is not the time. Yeah, this is not the time to get your Susie Homemaker, you know, Girl Scout badge. Like, like how did this you, is... How no. did you think you were going to wear bodysuits for this entire competition? Right? Because I, she said it earlier in the show... I consider my face my drag, and we're like, we yep. know Nina. Yeah, but we yeah. know. No, but like to inaccurately quote Michelle Visage, stop relying on that face because <laughs> yes. it's not enough. Like, but it's not. Even Nina's like 
even when she like lip syncs for her life, like even the um the dancing has gotten kind of yeah. old because she's, so she's doing the same thing. Same I'm just like, okay, we've seen this. We've seen death drops and she, everything. Like She feels like a, yeah. <laughs> she feels like a three-trick pony. Yeah, I can yeah. watch Paris is Burning anytime. <laughs> <laughs> to go back um, to the question of Shay versus Alexis as who should have been in the bottom two, I feel like I saw it coming from a mile away mm-hmm. that the show, the producers, yes. would make Shay be the one to send Nina home because I mean that is yes. the thing what that a puts a, yeah yes. it puts a point at the end of their long relationship throughout this season. Hmm. I actually just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor, I mean, you almost verbatim wrote said what I wrote down, and I will tell you this: I am going to ask Shay about this when I interview her after she's crowned the winner Ooh. because I actually <laughs> felt like she knew that in the moment too. Mm-hmm. Like I think she recognized what was happening and she, I mean a slight conspiracy slight not so much but right. I felt like Shay's was like oh wow they're actually gonna make me send Nina home on purpose I think that the conspiracy is definitely true because if you think about it I feel like last week Nina was supposed to go home like mm-hmm, that's who we, mm-hmm, that yeah, was the intended right. target of that yep. lip sync yeah um, because like Valentina had been like the bomb like the whole entire time so it was just like she's gonna like easily who'd have thought right um and i feel like rue would have regretted it had alexis been in the bottom two and then nina outperforms her and then it would have been right oh my gosh you know right they Um, were hedging their bets little you think yeah that's a good point but i was nervous because we haven't seen shay do a lip sync yet so i was like terrified because i've just this has been the season of like shocking disappointing lip syncs i was like what if she's terrible at lip sync and then i was like oh no Mm -hmm. she's great i'm fine mm, we'll we'll talk more about the lip sync later because i i had some troubles with this one well I want, I'm curious to know what you think, but I was just going to note, I think Sasha, if for those keeping count, is the only person who has not lip-synced. You're right, I think. Yeah. I believe you're season. correct, yes. Yeah. What were you going to say yes. about the lip-sync, Hayes? Oh, just, so the first watch through, I thought that the song they chose, Cool for the Summer, was like, oh, this is a bad lip-sync song, I guess, because they're really not, not really going <laughs> through it. But then I watched it again, I was like... Oh no, they're just not feeling this song like at all. Like, well, the, I, I could mean, see other choreography by other queens being done and hitting harder yeah. on this. And it's like, oh, all right, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, listen, I can only speak for myself, but I have like bomb cool for the summer choreography that I'm doing in my car all the time. <laughs> right? And so I know yes, what you Jared. mean. But honestly, you know, when they showed Nina saying in her testimonial, I could. I feel like I should just stand here and do a Charlie Hyde's. Like, and she's like, no, no, I'm not gonna. I actually felt like she kind of did yeah. because she was not giving 100%. She was not trying to stay in the competition. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like... She, I hear what you're saying because I also feel like, you know, sometimes when there's an amazing lip sync, one person pushes the other. You know, they'll look mm-hmm. at the other person and be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I have to f- bring it so much harder because this person just did 19 death drops in a row. Right. Yeah. And that and, what, and, and Shay wasn't given that to even work off of. Right. And I bet that she, I'm willing to bet that she is holding, held off on her moves, considering yeah. that yeah. this is what I'm going up against. All right, fine. During that, uh, that uh, musical spike when I expected somebody to hit the floor and neither of right. them did, I'm guessing she's saving that for later now. 
Okay, I'm fine with that. I mean, listen, it, it she did what she needed to do to stay, mm-hmm. you know? I'm surprised um, they didn't do a Kesha song, considering Kesha was there, yeah, right? My, my. I thought that too, but then I remembered... Kesha has a lot of legal problems right now. What if yeah. they couldn't license one of her songs that's ethically? Probably, that's yeah. probably what I, I, that's, happened. Guys, I, lo- I love all of you because this is the same exact journey verbatim that I had watching <laughs> the episode. Um, I was like, oh, why isn't there a Kesha song? It's like, oh, legal problems. I, okay, I sure. was really, speaking of the legal problems, I was very happy to see Kesha out in the yeah. world. Yes. Because it made she's me so a, happy. She's had a tough year. Right. And I like, love Kesha. She was there. She was beautiful. She was having fun. Mm-hmm. She could not get enough of Sarge. And like, Same. oh, Kesha, we miss you. She was so present too. And I just loved how, I just loved her advice too. I was like, you should be a regular judge. Right. I agree. Oh, guys, seriously, like, will you come to my wedding when I marry Rizzo? <laughs> of course. Clearly. We're all oh, going to officiate it. Actually, <laughs> Trinity Taylor is going to officiate it. We all do. That's fine. We'll all be flower um, girls. And we should also say that rightfully, Trinity and uh, Glitter for Days won. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Ooh, I don't By agree. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, agree, I agree with my, I agree with. Jarrett that oh. it was closer than I feel like a lot of people said. Yeah. Well, I, I, Sasha. Sasha. Sasha did great. She did when they great. walked out <laughs> in those outfits, my God. Those outfits were so fucking good. And then the turn with the velour on the back. Yeah. It was, I, I, my guess is that Sasha and Donatella lost it in the lip sync. They totally and did. That, that was my feeling. Because I think aesthetically they were light years ahead but again i personally have a much much more of an affinity for sasha's aesthetic than i do for trinity's Mm -hmm. aesthetic i'm inclined to like what sasha does more because i think it looks better same i think rizzo got points for the talk i Mm -hmm. think for sure i think if you have like a i don't know a drag hierarchy swimsuit is definitely higher level in Mm. terms of like achievement body achievement and also Rizzo danced backwards in heels during their choreography. And high that, heels. High, he- high heels. Oh. And that, I'm sure, is what put them over the edge. But I, I still feel it was closer than uh, yes. the judges made it out to be. Mm-hmm. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what's really interesting? You know, I'm looking at these top five, and I think, I mean, I know there was a moment when I think we all were concerned that there would be either no mystery for these finalists or there would be no excitement in these finalists. And I got to tell you, I look at Trinity, I look at Shay, Mm -hmm. I look at Alexis, I look at Sasha, and I look at Peppermint, and I'm excited about that final five. I'm excited about four of those five, yeah. But even here's the thing, but uh, if Alexis pulls out another Kris Jenner moment, you'll be back on board in a second. It Mm. won't happen. But she (laughs) is capable of delivering and making us excited. It's just mm. been a minute and a half. There are definitely exciting queens left, but as someone who stands super hard for Valentina still, <laughs> oh. I'm just like, I feel like I would anticipate like when she was about to hit the runway. And I don't feel that from these other queens. Like I think right now I'm rooting for uh, Shay and Trinity um, and Sasha. Those are like my top three. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, None of them served in the same way as Valentina, and I'm so sorry to make this about her. No, no, no it's like, I don't disagree, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> Thank she, you, Lupita. She brought <laughs> man. She did. She did. Going back to the lip sync for a second, I always laugh 
during a lip sync when there's a shot of Rue who is looking totally straight faced and serious and then like yes. mouthing along with the song. Yes. Yes. It's so funny. It's I'm, so satisfying. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Especially, I love it the m- most when it's her own song. Yes, I was yes. going to say. Like, <laughs> I did this. Be- <laughs> it's the best. Like when they cut to her during Read You Wrote You in the All-Stars finale and she's like, and they cut to her when they have the I'm the one part. I'm just like, of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> yep. Uh, two quick things about the uh, w- the winning pair, uh, Trinity and Rizzo. A, I want a fucking two thousand dollars suit. Holy shit! Yeah, what a great prize for How, him. That's it's for your wedding, Jarrett. <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, the second Eleanor, thing is, uh, they said that t- they s- Ruth said that Trinity won two gowns. The shot showed three gowns. <laughs> what happened to the other gown? Where did Rue it gets go? One. Did it Rue find itself one. into Michelle Visage's trunk? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's where Madame Laqueer is still. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list of conspiracies. Uh, so, Jarrett, I missed the episode where we discussed RuPaul's roast. Um, oh, yeah. But something that I felt is that Y'all did not read the queens quite enough for my taste. Oh, uh, okay. Does anyone have reads in their back pocket that they would like to share with the group? I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was on that episode and I realized afterwards, like, oh, God, we didn't make fun of these queens at all. We had a very serious conversation <laughs> about, like, what reading means to the community and how Alexa Michelle felt about the reads. But we didn't make fun of them. And so I, I think I should correct that really quickly. All right, Please. well, the library's been this... open. <laughs> Uh-oh. Peppermint. I'm going to start referring to you as Sandra Bullock because I feel like your best work is Miss Congeniality. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Trinity Taylor. You remind me of HBO because the body says Game of Thrones, but the face says Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh. Taste. <laughs> so good. Shea Coulee. You're so talented and funny and well put together. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's gonna hurt a little, knowing what we know now. But uh, oh no, brace yourself, Michael. <laughs> Valentina, you're so young and full of energy and just have a buzz about you. you. I think you have a really long storied career ahead of you, as Ross Matthews vibrator. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That had levels. Uh, <laughs> Alexis Michelle. <laughs> Nina Bonina Brown. <laughs> Bitch, stop crying. I didn't even say anything yet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and finally, Sasha Velour. You remind me of classic literature because you look like Moby and your breath smells like dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, wow. take the glasses off. The library is closed. Boom. Yes. Oh, my God. What a gorgeous note to end on. <laughs> I feel like bolstered from that. Well, thank I you. I know. I feel like we should have opened with it. It gave me so much energy. But in fact, it will be the place where we leave you once again. Hayes, thank you for bringing that gift into our life. Thank you for having me. That was cruel and unusual and I loved every second of it. (laughs) Sounds like your Saturday night. Girl, I told you that in confidence. (laughs) (laughs) 
Michael, welcome to the family. Could not have been more overjoyed that you have finally joined us, and I hope you come back soon. Thank you for having me. Eleanor, what is there to say besides welcome back? We totally missed you. I miss you too, and just so you know, we are cool for the summer. (laughs) Oh, hey girl, hey. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Your comments on Twitter and on iTunes have been incredible. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And if you don't like what you're hearing, well, just keep that to yourself because no one asked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and with that, the library is closed.